Hi, we're Life of Mummies, best friends and mums of two. I'm Holly. And I'm Sophie. And welcome to our podcast, where we will be providing you with all the unfiltered and uncensored truths of motherhood. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our Truths of Motherhood podcast. So today's episode, we are going to be talking all about miscarriages um I don't know if anyone listening has suffered from them before Sophie has um so we're going to kind of cover this topic it is a sensitive topic but obviously something that's not spoken about often or enough I don't think so we have a special guest with us today sure you recognize her Lacey Turner from EastEnders everyone or Stacey Lacey um so she is here to talk about her experiences um unfortunately she also has suffered from miscarriages in the past and as I said so does Sophie so we're kind of gonna we're gonna go over this topic we're gonna discuss a few things um so let's just get the questions rolling so yeah so me and Lacey just for a bit of background so we've known each other for quite a few years we've actually got the same best friend I'll give a shout out, Jess. So she's my best friend and she's Lacey's best friend and she's a bit of a lunatic nutcase. So we've had many chats about her, worried about her <laughs> in the past. So yeah, so we've known each other for quite a few years. And we, when I actually had my first miscarriage, I didn't know anybody that had ever had one. And I was literally on YouTube, like just literally researching what it was or why it happened. And then I know not long after me you also suffered some and I remember we were chatting about it and and you've done quite, quite a lot of awareness about miscarriage and sort of the lack of support surrounding like the aftercare and, and you know and everything to do that which I totally agree with because I felt like I was completely on my own I had to just figure it out myself yeah it's a really weird feeling I remember calling you actually because I, I I had my first miscarriage and that I mean that in itself was probably the most traumatic one um, mm. because you get you you know you've been trying to get pregnant for years and for me it was like two years of um trying to get pregnant finally get pregnant and you let yourself think about things like clothes and Moses basket and cots and decorating the room names and everything and then a week later it's gone yeah. and and you it's it's just I remember I woke up at five o'clock in the morning I had like extreme cramps and I sat up and I was sitting in a pool of blood. And it felt like something out of a film. It was like I was watching a film. It felt really overdramatic at the time. I was literally laying scrunched up in a ball, like screaming, sobbing. I'm not, I'm not really one, to, I'm not an overly emotional person. But I just remember this like massive feeling of like, it's like something had just been taken away from me, like, literally in the blink of an eye um and I remember thinking well I should go to A&E I, I, I phoned my mum and she said yeah you go to a and I went to A&E she actually come round about six o'clock in the morning and I just was I felt empty mm. um and A&E and they were like yeah you've had a miscarriage and I was like oh right okay um yep you're free to leave <gasps> they but, just said you could okay. go yeah there's no there's nothing like, oh, you know, this is what has happened or this is how it happened or this this is the statistics or this is a phone number for you to phone if you feel like you want to speak to anyone. It was literally nothing, zero, nothing you can go. And yeah. off I went 
home, had a shower, got dressed and went to work. And it was just the strangest, strangest thing ever. And I can't remember, Sophie, if I called you after my first one or my second one. I can't remember. Maybe it was the second one because you, pro- I don't know if you were, Would I think, I feel like when it gets to that second one, that's when you're a bit more open about it as well because you're like, right, what's going on here? I can't fully remember. Um, but yeah, there was this amazing guy. So I, firstly, that's horrible that you could, that, that when you're so young and vulnerable and you believe that this is it because no one tells you otherwise, you get told that like you shouldn't tell anyone until you're three months, but you sort of feel like, oh, well, that you've got a positive pregnancy test that you were pregnant now. But I yeah. totally agree with like the lack of, support and information and why did it happen and when I had mine I didn't have that so I had a thing called a missed miscarriage so I was pregnant and it was a positive pregnancy test I never bled ever I would never have bled and it's when your body doesn't release it so it doesn't actually develop but your body doesn't get rid of it so you continue to have pregnancy hormones or you everything grows your boobs grow so I went I went for a scan and they were like, you're a bit early, come back. And then it was, you're a bit early, come back. And then it was like, okay, now I'm like 10, 11 weeks. So I had to have a DNC to remove it. Um, but I went to see this guy called Bill Smith, who was amazing. And that's who I recommended for you to go to as well, wasn't it? It wasn't after the second one because I, I, I had the second one and I remember thinking, oh, right, okay, I know what's happening here. It's around the same time. Um, and I called Bill and Bill could still see some of, I went to see him and had a scan and everything. And there was just the remains left in there. And between him and I can't remember the other guy's name in Houston. Mr. Patel. He specialised um, in miscarriages, didn't he? Yes. He was wherever the Kate and Williams children were born. What is that place called? The Lindo went in there. Yeah. I went to see him and he said, right, well, there's nothing wrong with you. Your bloods are fine. Matt's fine. This, that and the other. Um, but you'll have to just, you know, wait every month for your period and, and just, you know, see if it gets smaller. But we're talking oh. about something the size of a grain of rice at this point. And this was like preventing me from falling pregnant again. And and you sit there, you think it's the size of a grain of rice. Why? Why is how can something that small prevent you from having a baby? And why can't you just take it out? Like, yeah. Why does it why not just come out? And so I waited three months. So I had three periods of waiting for it to try and come. And every time it was getting smaller, but by like point naught, 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 something of a millimeter. Um, And it got to like four months later and Bill had said to me, I think that's enough now emotionally, it's enough. He's like the David Attenborough of vaginas. (laughs) (laughs) He really is. I mean, I without him, I genuinely believe I would not have two babies right now. I think it is all down to him. What do you think um, he did? What do you think he did that contributed? I actually believe I. I'm the, you tell me what he did for you, and I'll tell you what he did for me. This is a really good advert. For he, Bill, he just, I think, what he does is he he cares. He genuinely cares about your journey through a pregnancy, and he put me on progesterone, which obviously that is something we'll talk about in a second Uh, but actually progesterone is what I believe continued my pregnancies and I don't understand to this day and I've spoken to many a person about it um and many a charity 
and none of us, so we all seem to be in the same boat. I don't understand why that isn't offered to people on the NHS as an option. Because even if they had to pay for it, you'd pay a hundred pounds. You know, even if you didn't have a lot of money, and but uh, it meant that you have got a really good chance of having a a full term pregnancy and a healthy baby at the end of it. You'd pay a hundred pounds. People can find a hundred pounds for things like that. And I still, to this day, just don't understand why it isn't even mentioned to them as an option or makes me so angry I get really frustrated about that because I then went on to speak about it on this morning and and other podcasts and um all different interviews to which my inbox was literally full of people over the 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 coming months after that saying that they'd asked for progesterone or they'd gone private and got progesterone and were now pregnant and they'd had like seven miscarriages and um, or never been able to, you know, successfully get through the first sort of five, six weeks and are now sort of like 12, 13, 14 weeks in. So that for me is like living proof that it works. And I remember Bill saying to me, there is no evidence that it works, but I know it works. I could be giving these months, but I know they work. Yeah, and I see so many mums heartache. It's just such a shame. Like even Sophie, that's what you were put on, weren't you? And it could save so many mums that heartache it's very strange something as simple as that why is that not offered why is that not offered so it does depend on what is wrong so for your situation you may you were so that's a good thing about bill's machine is that he can see your progesterone levels Mm, so he can tell you which most sonographers don't have that that they they don't they can't see that so in your instance you are probably lacking progesterone which helped you carry the baby so in my instance I went to a miscarriage, a, a guy that that dealt with reoccurring miscarriages because I had the same thing both times. I wasn't miscarrying. It was just not turning into a baby, but my body was holding onto it. Wow. And I had, my husband had his sperm checked. I had myself checked and there was a problem with his sperm, which would never have resulted in a baby, even if I would have taken progesterone. Yeah. So he was put on medication to sort his sperm out. Sorry, James, still my sperm. Oh, and, um, and, and it did work. But when I went and I got pregnant, but then I went and he, Bill said, your progesterone's dropping. So I would have miscarried it. So he then put me on progesterone. And even when Holly was pregnant with Jackson, she came with me for my first scan because James couldn't. And they li- they literally said to me, okay, um, yeah, there's no heartbeat yet. And your progesterone is dropping. So it's most likely not going to be successful. And I and literally called like my gynecologist and was like I need progesterone give it to me now and she gave it to me and it was successful but I knew what I was doing at that point it was like my fourth pregnancy but it's such a shame that you've had to both of you had to get to those points to then be told however many weeks months down the line okay so maybe this is a problem this is what we should do for a successful pregnancy I feel like women should be offered some sort of and men like you said Sophie like it's not just about the women it's how can women get to those go through such awful experiences like miscarriages feel so left alone like you said Lacey like your first time you miscarried it's like okay you're miscarried you can leave now go home with no aftercare no help no okay well why don't we what are the next steps I find it so baffling that women have to go through this and and they how lonely that must must feel like it's just um, the thought is just unbearable it's a really odd place to be because most things you go through medically or emotionally, you can talk to your friends about it or your family, but because you're not supposed to tell anyone until mm. you're 12, 
and most people will miscarry between sort of seven and 12, um, you can't talk to anyone. And I remember sitting with Matt and Matt didn't really know how to make it better. Yeah, and and you th- and then I looked at him and I thought, well, you must be feeling the same thing as me. You know, it's not, it isn't, all right, it's happening in my body, but what about how you feel about it? Um, and he just did it. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't speak about it. That was it. It was the first time we miscarried. We just didn't speak about it. My mum didn't really know what to say to me because she, you know, she'd never been through this before. And it's like, what, what do you say? Like, sorry for something that's the size of a grain of rice or, you know, so it, it's a really mm-hmm. weird place to be because to some people that is a human being from the get-go to other people it is literally just a combination of cells in one thing and and you know so it's a really should you be feel I I just I remember thinking I might because come the second miscarriage it was quite I was quite cold-hearted about it it was like right okay well what's happened you know it was just very matter of fact and and that felt odd to think well should I be grieving like should I be really I should feel really sad about this and I was sad but it was more like I was actually sitting at a wedding when I had my second miscarriage and I said to Matt can you go and get me some sanitary towels to which he came back in his suit jacket with I'm not joking they were like no please oh no (laughs) oh no um bless him it was it was like it was odd it was like okay well it's happening so let's just deal with it and then carry on and I got up the next day and went to work and it's odd it's just so it kind of like dulls your sparkle because when you get that first pregnancy test like we stood up and told James's entire family I went and took I told Holly I told Jess I told every we we announced that my first one we didn't know I didn't understand why I shouldn't do that and like mm. you imagine it, and I was like taking pictures with my bump, which yeah. is not a bump. Um, and like you know, like you fully immerse yourself in this baby and what it's going to look like and what it's going to be called and what what bedroom it's going to have. And then you start because you there is a bit of time that you have to wait for that first scan, and it mm. is a, so sad that in a way like it, the it's taken away from you because when it for like me and you when it went wrong, like I was hysterically crying like couldn't control it and James's mum came and just sat next to me and I was like I didn't know what I wanted and like you say we're all so used to controlling everything in our lives and suddenly this has been taken away we don't know why and all you want to do when you've had a miscarriage is be pregnant again just want to be pregnant that's what makes you feel better and you're told you can't or you're told you've got to wait because you've just had a miscarriage let your body breathe and, and that's the only thing that makes you feel happy again like that's it's so sad because like you say by the time you've probably you know you've got pregnant with both of your kids like it kind of takes obviously as you get that bit further on you get more trust in the process and you enjoy it but it takes it away doesn't it that sparkle from the beginning of it I don't think I ever at any point in either of my pregnancies did I feel confident they was going to get to the end like until they were coming out I literally Mm -hmm. did even then I thought well they're going to be stillborn and it's awful because actually and it was terrible because my mum was like you're like you're 26 weeks should we buy some stuff now and I was like no No." I used to shut the door I used to shut the door in the bedroom and it was just like it just didn't it took and I don't think I ever will enjoy a pregnancy if I ever have one ever again 
it's just and it's really sad really it just takes the whole excitement you know, you people and you know they're so happy and excited and I never had that and I, I don't think I ever will it, and because you feel like you won't be lucky like I felt like okay this has happened to me you don't trust it you don't trust your body and you feel like something bad is going to happen and when I had Zach I got obstetric polystasis they told me that the risk of that was stillbirth if you've got any loss of movement come back I've got diabetes he came emergency c-section when I was like 34 weeks they called me and said he's coming in the morning so I was ready for all of those things to go wrong because I was like it's just never gonna happen that was how you feel never gonna get there and we actually gave up and was like right do you know what after the second one just leave it forget about it I'll get another dog just forget about it. and um and I and then I fell pregnant not that long after and I got to the same point seven weeks and I remember it was a Sunday morning and I started bleeding so oh I was like right. and I just sat there and cried and thought oh, this is like I've had enough of this like I cannot physically go through this whole emotional journey and this pain anymore and so I thought I'd better call Bill. So I called him on Monday morning. He was like, come down. And then he was sitting there, bless him with his thing. And I just heard him go, yes. <laughs> he was like, there is a heartbeat, but we need progesterone now. <laughs> like now. And he ran down the corridor like a... I, just a I did. I mean, it was the best thing ever. Because I genuinely had thought then, right, well, it's, that's it. It's, it's gone. But here she is. To tell the tale little dusty oh, <laughs> and to be fair like she's a strong she's a strong one isn't she yeah that's an understatement <laughs> tells me she says that she's the most cleverest thing when she was like too fluently speaking toilet trained before everybody really clever I look I get bullied and bossed around by a three-year-old it's quite amazing but to be, I want her to be like that I want her to be strong-minded and strong-willed and independent but not to me yeah, not to you, just not to you, to everyone else. Like, so can you say, can you say this for when you move out of home? Yeah. yeah. Do, you have, exactly. um, do you have any advice that you would give to, like, listen, I never, thank God, and please, I never do if I have another one. I never suffered from a miscarriage, and I only know about it from Sophie, from speaking to you, from hearing about it, from reading about it, and I've made myself very aware of it. So would you... Would you have any advice to anyone who's maybe suffered from them, who's scared about it, who wants to fall pregnant? Because a lot of mums I speak to or mums who want to start trying, a lot of, uh, quite a few of some of my of my close friends have been through really, really awful, awful experiences. And and they're petrified to fall pregnant again. Like you were saying, like pet, literally like it makes them sweat the thought about, but they're desperate. Like, would you have any, any advice at all? I think... I mean, the good thing about nowadays is that it's not such a taboo subject. You know, the more of us that talk about it, the more normal it becomes. And sadly, it is so common. Mm. And I remember saying that to me all those years ago. And I thought, well, I don't know anyone. And actually, when I opened my mouth about it, I found 10 mouths come flooding back saying, oh, yeah, I did. I had a miscarriage. Da, 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 yeah. da. Um, so I, I, my advice would be is to confide in someone you know confide in a best friend or a mom or a grandma or someone or your husband or someone who's really close to you obviously he would know anyway um but just so that should it go wrong you have that person to talk to um because I think keeping it to yourself for 12 weeks which I still don't understand because people get to 25 weeks and 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 it, and you know sadly it doesn't go the way that they thought it was going to go 
Um, so I don't actually believe in the 12-week rule. Um, I was going to say, it's a big debate that. I look, I've always questioned that. I've always wondered why. Like, it should be a personal Why not 14 or 9 or why 12? I think mm. it's because, I think from, if I remember that there's, a, there's lots of charities that I work with and I think the statistics show that most happen before 12 weeks and I think that is why it's 12. But I, you know, I would, it happened to me again, I would have, or should I fall pregnant again? I would tell my friends so that if it doesn't go the way I wanted, then I would at least have someone to talk to. And I think if, you know, I'm, we're lucky enough to be in a position where we can go privately to have a scan at seven weeks. Um, Not everyone is in that position, but if you can afford to have an early scan, I would, because I think waiting till your 12 weeks, which is, I think what the NHS one is, that's so late. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. especially for someone like me that was never going to miscarry so yeah. I would have carried on growing but I would have gone for my 12 week thinking I was pregnant and there would be nothing there you know yeah that's a really long time to go as well to be excited to then be completely and utterly shattered Definitely. all right well I'm conscious obviously that you need to go and pick up Dusty but um I I could actually listen to this for ages. Like I I could. I'm sure you could talk about it for ages. Um, <laughs> but hopefully, whoever is um has listened or will listen can get some comfort from this and not feel alone. Um, and it's a it is a really sensitive subject. It's one that should be spoken about a lot more. Um, but just like thank you, thank you for sharing like your stories, and thank you for talking about it because the more we talk about it, the more um we help people and the more we can change things because currently you know they are working their way into making you be able to see because you have to have three miscarriages before you can see a doctor on the nhs so they're trying to make that less and they're also trying to make it that you have you can be paid and have time off after a miscarriage so the more we talk about it the more we make people aware of it the higher the chances are that those things will get passed in parliament i hope so I really do. Thank you so much, honestly. And, and I'm sorry. I, I know that that was like, like we're, we're ending. But how can you not get paid for taking a day off to have a miscarriage? No, it's nuts. They were supposed to have the meeting last week and they didn't in Parliament. Do you follow what? Tommy? Yes. Yeah, so it's there. She updates me every time something happens. And What are- women have to go through. It's so unfair what women... Have to go through. That's the thing with fucking menopause to come yet. I can't deal. I don't (laughs) want pregnancies, menopause. That's enough. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Bye, girls. I'm sorry I've got to rush off. Go, go. Thank you.